This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. I'm excited to have Cecily Lindsay on with us today. Cecily is the wife of Chip Lindsay, the new head football coach for Troy University. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Cecily, your past few weeks has probably felt like a whirlwind, but a dream come true <laughs> all at one time. Walk me through what has transpired. Definitely a whirlwind. That's exactly how I've been describing everything. Um, it's been so exciting and Bittersweet at the same time, um, we actually sold our house in Auburn and, you know, moved at the very end of the year at December and we're out in Kansas. And of course, Chip had been there for about three weeks, but um, the kids and I had just gotten out there and we're literally um, moving in the house when everything started changing at Troy and he came to interview and the next thing we knew, he got the job and so we were moving back to Alabama. So it's just been kind of chaotic and, you know, thankfully, um, I still had some moving boxes for the kids to uh, put a couple of weeks of clothes worth in and and ship to um, have some stuff. So uh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy, but it's been a really good crazy. What was it like to see your husband announced as a head football coach at an FBS program? I think a little surreal for all of us, but so exciting because this is something that Chip has dreamed about forever. And, you know, the kids and I, you know, in the coaching world, it's not just the coach's dream. It's the whole family's dream and what you're trying to achieve and all of the moves and different positions and things. Um, that's that's what you're trying to get to is is the head job and it's just we were all so happy and proud of him and happy for him and it's it's just really great it, the kids especially have are so <laughs> excited I bet they are so what are the names and ages of your children and what was their first reaction when they knew they're going to get to move to Alabama again <laughs> um okay so we have four children so it gets a little crazy it's a zoo but it's our zoo um <laughs> so our oldest is Claire she is 14 and a freshman in high school so you know a fun movie name <laughs> yeah um and then we ha- actually have boy-girl twins, Cooper and Caroline. They are 12 and in seventh grade. And then Connor, our youngest, is 11 and he's in fifth. And they had been sitting on pins and needles waiting to see if Chip got the job offer and what was going on. And Caroline, when Chip called me to tell me he had gotten the offer and accepted, Caroline was actually the only one in the room with me. And um, we were still out in Kansas. And she uh, she heard me telling Chip, oh, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. And Caroline looked at me. She said, did he get it? And I just nodded to her. Well, she started screaming and ran all through the house, alerting the other kids. So all of a sudden, I have four kids in my kitchen screaming all at the same time. And I'm like, hold on. I can't talk to your dad. That's incredible. <laughs> so, what a neat memory you'll hang on to 10 years from now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, for the fans and supporters out there who may never know what it feels like to live these incredible moments, take a step-by-step when you got that call, being named head coach, what is it like? So did they, they call you and you've interviewed? How did that whole process work? So um, 
Chip had known uh, Jeremy McLean, the AD, from before when we were at Southern Miss, and he was actually, um, or is actually, friends with Neil Brown, who is the outgoing coach at Troy. He's the new head coach at West Virginia. So, you know, you know how this business is. Paths always cross and all of that. And so, you know, the coaching world's very small, and we had heard that there was the possibility that Neil might when Dana Holgerson left West Virginia, that Neil might be a candidate there. So it was kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Am I going to get a chance to do this or not? And so when Jeremy called and asked him if he was interested, Chip said, absolutely. And, you know, he went to interview. And of course, it was a couple of days process because, you know, there's so many people to interview and stuff and um, narrow down their list and everything. And then when, um, they actually came on the plane to get him to go meet the chancellor and everything. We were laughing because it was very um, secret service like, like he was in a blacked out SUV and like being snuck into a hotel and all that because it wasn't, the job had not been officially offered and you know, it has to be kept under wraps. And it was very funny because it was that Wednesday night, January the 9th um, that all of this was going on. And, I was on the phone with one of my friends who's also a coach's wife because she had, and I knew Chip was on the way to um, the AD's house for dinner. And apparently somehow it came out on football scoop that Chip had been offered the Troy job. And so my friend had called me and she was like, wait a minute, he got the job. And I was like, no, he's at dinner at the AD's house. I'm hoping he gets the job, but I haven't heard from him. So we're on the phone talking about it, and Chip actually called me and was like, okay, they offered it, I accepted. And that's when, you know, everybody started screaming, and it was so funny. But it had actually come out on Football Scoop. So, yes, they were ahead of the game. Like, I didn't even know he had the job in Football Scoop. That's, that's did, what blows so. my mind about this. They're like, how does this go down? There's a lot of times I know before we actually know. I know it was really funny, but, um, but yeah, we got cracked up about him being driven around in a blacked out SUV and, uh, Brent Jones was driving him and he said, Oh, it was really funny when we went through, I think it was McDonald's or somewhere for lunch, they were at a drive through and he said, and I'm ordering, you know, two meals and like, they only see one person in the car and I'm <laughs> passing it to the back seat to somebody that they can't even see. So it's <laughs> like, you look crazy. That's so incredible. I love this story. It's so funny. A lot of people talk about your husband's offensive mind, what he runs, how he calls it. There's a ton of respect for what he's accomplished. From your eyes, though, what do you think makes Chip Lindsay special? I think it's the relationships that Chip builds. He is a super personal guy, and he loves having the connection with his players and with other coaches on staff and just people in the community. And I think if you know him, you realize that. And I always laugh at him because I said, you know, you're before we had a 14 year old daughter, I was like, you're like a 14 year old girl. Like he's always on the phone with friends. And even though we didn't go to high school together, I can tell you all the high school stories because I've heard them all the time (laughs) with him being on the phone. But he just, he's a very personable guy and he really does care about the community and the players and the people involved with the program and stuff. And I think if you meet him and, and know him that that comes across and everybody will tell you that. And I think that his ability to build relationships and, and have that connection with people. I really think that that's what makes Chip Chip. How did you meet Chip? Actually, funnily enough, we went to elementary and junior high school together. Really? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, he moved off um, about an hour away um, his eighth grade year. And so we went to separate high schools, but we have literally known each other basically our entire lives. So oh I do God. know where all the skeletons are buried. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know all of that. But, so, uh, but he's a great guy. He, I, I can say I truly married a great guy. So when did y'all start dating? Actually, we were both out of college <laughs> and working. I was a pharmaceutical rep. And his first seven years of coaching, he was a head baseball coach and assistant football. And he... Um, you know, his dream actually to begin with was to be a head high school football coach. So he got out uh, right after our first child was born. Um, he got out of baseball and went strictly football, trying to become a head coach in high school. And we thought that, you know, that was the pinnacle and that was what we were going to do. And that's what we were building our life around. And then we wound up in college and it was like, okay, time for new dreams. <laughs> sure. Kind of crazy. That's incredible. So he started out as a high school okay. coach in Alabama for years before getting his first job in college at Troy. Did you ever envision being a head coach's wife at a major university in the state of Alabama? Never. Like, <laughs> and that's what's kind of, is really crazy about, about all of it. Um, because like I said, you know, he just, when we first married, he wanted to be, you know, a head coach in high school. And that was what we had kind of built our life toward. And when we were in Marietta, Georgia at Lassiter High School, um, the position came open for a quarterback's coach at Troy and Larry Blakeney hired Chip in for that. And it was our first stint into college football. And it was great, but it was kind of crazy because, you know, I was a pharmaceutical rep. So, I was the breadwinner of the family mm -hmm. and about three months after we got to Troy, um, my company got bought out and I lost my job. We were all laid mm -hmm. off. And so we went from me being the breadwinner mm -hmm. to, you know, we had four small children. And um, so we just financially, I had to find a new job and uh, wound up in Birmingham um, about two and a half hours away. So that's why he then took a, um, head coach job back in high school at Spain Park and we got out of coaching I mean got out of college and we're like okay you know we're meant to be in high school and so we were there for a couple of years and just rocking and rolling and then you know Gus Malzahn got the Auburn job and called to, to be on staff there as an analyst <laughs> we're like unbelievable okay I guess we give it one more shot and then you know here we are five years later running his own program it's it's been a wild ride for sure what a neat Cinderella story. Yes, truly. <laughs> that's, yes. That's incredible. And you've made a lot of sacrifices yourself in a lot of capacities. What are some things that you've tried to do as a wife that you believe contributes to Chip being able to focus on what he does and just be so successful? I think we all, I think it's not just me. I think it's all of us um, wives that are in this business. We try to handle as much at home and with kids and all that as we possibly can that they don't have to think about stuff like that. Like, you know, if one of mine makes a bad grade on a test, it's not something I'm going to let him know about immediately or, you know, I mean, I try and handle all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I will say I have learned um, as we have matured some and as the kids have gotten older too, that, he does need to know things of what's going on because, you know, you do need that backup and you do need 
him involved in, you know, okay, is Claire, Claire, our oldest is about to start driving, you know, how much do we let her drive and where, and, you know, she's in high school now, what do we do about dating? And it's, it's stuff that I can't just decide on my own and completely leave him out out of the loop on, but, you know, little things, they don't need to know every little T that's crossed and I that's dotted. <laughs> you got you got to be strong enough to handle some things on your own and make some decisions. So I think I've really tried to take a big load of stuff like off of him, but also try and have him involved in family life as much as possible. And that can be hard too for you trying to hold things and trying to figure that out and walk through that. That can be challenging though. It does. And it gets challenging, but I think you just kind of figure it out along the way too. Um, And it depends on the job also, like of where he is and, you know, his hours and stress level. And sometimes you need to give him things a little bit submissive. And sometimes it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, he's not as stressed this week or, you know, this season, you'd lay everything out there. I think it's, everybody's kind of got to read their, their coach their own way. But, um, but it's a it's a process, but I try and handle as as much stuff on my own as I can without leaving him out of everything, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Now, he spends a lot of time recruiting, game planning, communicating with players. What are some things that you do that are fulfilling while he's gone so much? Well, I actually retired about, oh gosh, almost three years ago. So before I was full-time working mama with four kids and I didn't really have time for anything else, honestly, to breathe, really, it seems like. But um, now I've really tried to be more involved. Like, for the first time ever this past year, I got to be a room mom with one of my kids. And um, we've always done a coach's wives Bible study. But I also started um, doing, like, a small group with my church so that I'm kind of outside a little bit of my comfort zone and meeting other people. And I started playing tennis back this summer and, you know, trying to get out some and, and do some things that where I was in the community more and meeting people um, and having some things to do for me. Um, I think that is important. And it's something that I've, I guess, neglected, especially as my kids were younger, but now that they're getting older, I'm really trying to focus in and do a better job at. Now you've been at some fun places, Southern Miss, Arizona State, Auburn, what did you see the head coach wife do there that you wanted to implement on your staff as a head coach's wife now? I think um, we've had great experiences at all of those places, really everywhere we've been. And I think um, it's not just one thing. I think you try and take stuff from each place that you've been and you learn a little bit of what to do and what you like and stuff from each stop, like um, family dinners, like those we have loved doing um, and being a part of where, you know, once a week, like in Auburn, it was Sundays, you know, after their practice and stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, the wives and kids got to come in and you eat with all the coaches and players. And even though you're all together in the football setting, it's just relaxed and you get to know the players one-on-one more and not necessarily just the position that your husband coaches because, you know, we do position dinners, but, you know, you get to know more of the players in different positions and kids and wives and everybody just on a different setting. So things like that. And um, just, you know, being present for the players and a part of their lives. And um, so I think we've learned a little bit of everywhere we've been, or I have at least for sure. 
I would imagine your husband's press conference is one of the top memories you'll hang on to. But what have been some of the other memories that stand out to you from your time, either at Southern Miss or Auburn or other places, that you've been in a crowded stadium and everyone's going absolutely insane and you look around and go, I can't believe we get to do this for a living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, college football, it's really funny. I remember um, at one of the very first Arizona State games, and uh, they had fireworks going off, you know, as the team's coming out and, you know, the smoke and everything. And I looked at somebody sitting beside me and I said, there is just nothing like college football. And it's just, it really is that, I mean, I grew up huge football fan anyway, so it's really good I'm married a coach. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, you know, it's just the excitement and being on the side of it that we're on you get to see all of the hard work that the kids put in. I mean, the coaches too, but especially the players that they put into this and everybody from equipment and trainers, I mean, everybody. And when they have those games and, you know, where you are the underdog win or whatever happens, you're just like, you're so happy for them and so excited that you get to be a small part of it. And it's, it really is. It's the craziest life. And it's so much fun and I love that my kids get to experience it and see a different side of things. You know what I mean? Oh, so yes. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's <laughs> but it's so neat. much fun. <laughs> For sure. I think it'd be pretty neat to grow up as a coach's child. It is. It's a tough gig. You know, I will say that. Um, they get to have experiences and see things that, you know, other kids would kill for. I mean, you know, mine mm -hmm. can go into the indoor, go up to the complex and like, see people and hang with players and you know Jarrett Stidham our quarterback at Auburn like FaceTimed Claire on her birthday one day and like everybody in her class nuts was like oh my gosh you're talking to Jarrett Stidham she's like yeah it's Jarrett what you know I mean right. for them you know it's like commonplace for them and other people are freaking out I don't realize I think that side of it sometimes but I will say they have been in so many situations and we talk a lot, in, at least in my family, about the big picture, you know, and all the different moves and the steps that we're trying to take to have Chip be able to be a head coach. And so they, they've known the good and the bad of the business, you know, at an early age. But I told them one time during one of the moves, I said, guys, I get it. I get that the move stinks sometimes because especially like if you've got some really good friends there, you really like your school. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, cause I have to start over too mm -hmm. with friends and the community. And, you know, I'm not walking into a school where there are people my age and we kind of have same interest on some things, you know? And I said, I get that. I said, but big picture wise, when you get out of college, you are going to be so prepared for life because you've had to be in so many different you know, situations and dealing with different personalities and different people and, and learn how to handle yourself and everything. I said, that's what employers look for is people that can get along with other people and manage themselves in situations and all that. I said, you're going to be ahead of the curve because you've experienced all of that stuff. And I said, I get it kind of stinks right now when you look at it. Big picture wise, you're so far ahead of it and you're going to be so much better off. So, um, 
I think that's really, and they've got friends coast to coast, literally. So I think that's a really great perk of being a coach's kid. (laughs) That's wisdom. It absolutely is. Okay. So what is a task you have done that people may not realize would be the responsibility of a coach's wife? (laughs) I think that you are actually mom to way more people than you gave birth to. Um, be it from, you know, they're sick with the flu and you're making sure that they've gone to the doctor, that they've got soup, you know, I'm doing deliveries to, um, when here's another one, when Jarrett was proposing to Kennedy, his now fiance last summer, he had the ring for like two weeks before he proposed to her. Well, you know, you're in a college town and he was going to be gone to some camps and stuff and he didn't want to just leave it in his house. So he gave it to me. So I kept the ring (laughs) hidden in my closet for a couple of weeks. And, you know, he wound up making me a nervous wreck because I would get a text message every day. All good. Everything okay. (laughs) Killing me. (laughs) That's fine. It's locked up. My kids don't even know where it is. Like I was having to go take one. I was having to go take one of my kids to camp. And I told Chip, I was like, okay, look, here is where kids ring is. He was like, why are you telling me? I said, because if I have a wreck and something happens, I said, then nobody's going to know where this ring is. <laughs> I was like, you're making me paranoid. So, I mean, it's whole things like helping them out on stuff and, you know, somebody gets injured and it's like, okay, how do we figure out like at Arizona State when Brady White got injured, it's like, okay, how do we figure out like how he's going to shower? He needs to walk in the shower. Well, compliance wouldn't let him come stay with us so his mom got my hotel room for a little bit well I went over several times and picked him up and brought him to my house to hang out and play xbox with my boys so he doesn't have to sit around a hotel room you know I mean just you've got to be mom on so many different levels but it's so much fun because they become a part of your family they do in Chip's press conference he talked about building his program around relationships yeah, that's what it's about from people, players, just treating everyone with respect. What are some examples over the past few years that you and Chip have tried to implement to those around you in your sphere of influence? Oh, gosh, I think really that you take the time to build those relationships. And you also, um, I think, help the ones coming behind you. So, you know, we were, we started off, you know, as quarterback coach and stuff, but then when he came back for, you know, I guess the permanent stay in college, um, you know, he was an analyst. Okay. And then next he got to be the offensive coordinator. So, you know, the next step up, well, you know, who are you turning around and, you know, helping behind you? Like, who are you helping with those analysts and GA spots? And Paul Wheat um, was Chip's and his GA his uh, second year at Southern Miss. And then he's been his GA the past two years at Auburn. Well, Chip got the head job at Troy. Cole's now one of our on-the-field coaches. And it's, you know, helping those behind you and building those relationships and still making time for people that you have met and had experiences with. That is a big deal. That loyalty goes a long way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing um, I've always said. Chip's almost, he's loyal almost to a fault. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, okay, at some point you've got to say no, you know, on some things. You can't do it all. But um, loyalty is huge to him, really huge. All of us coaches and wives, we talk about what will we do if given the opportunity to lead other coaches and wives. I know y'all have had those conversations together. Hey, if it's ever our chance, these are some things that we'd really like to do for our staff. What are some things that you are looking forward to implementing with your staff now? I love 
when we have get-togethers and you get to know and not just like let's kick off the season or let's do that you know just getting to know the coaches and their wives and their kids you know as people and one-on-one and outside kind of the football setting if that makes sense Mm. um we've always talked about we'd love to do like some kind of little staff trip or something and Brooke and Neil Brown who were here before they did um Funnily enough, they did a beach staff retreat after spring game and stuff. So we, I guess, continuing it. Not, I mean, that's something we wanted to implement, but that's what we're going to continue to do the same thing. And just like have that community and fellowship time with the staff and not necessarily just around like a game day or a season type situation. That would be a ton of fun. And some other things too, but you know, I can't give everything away because I want some stuff to be surprised. <laughs> Good surprises for this goal for sure. Okay. So do you have a coach's wife mentor in this business? Yes. Kind of yes and no. Um, I have been so fortunate to have great head coaches wives everywhere we've been. And like I was saying earlier, I think you take a little bit from everybody um, or you try to, um, everywhere you've been. And so the great thing that I love about coaches wives is we are all still so close. And I know that I can pick up the phone and text or call any of them, not just head wives, but you know, any other wives I've been with at any point in time and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I'm struggling with this part. You know, what did you do? Have you been in this situation? Um, so I don't think it's just one single mentor. I think it's several ladies that that I have in my life that I'm very fortunate to have there and give me guidance and feedback because this head gig I'm I'm not used to and I kind of have always liked to fly under the radar some. So this is this is all new to me and something I've got to get used to. Just good in front of a press and doing things and uh, that's never kind of been my. <laughs> never been my thing so I've kind of got to get used to that well you're rocking this interview I'm just going to tell you it feels like we've only been (laughs) together for five minutes and it's been like our whole time this is incredible um so what things do you the two of you try to do to stay connected during the season I mean nothing really special I think it's something that that is probably something that we all struggle with of and every staff is different as far as like working hours and things you can do but I really think like the past two seasons at Auburn, every Thursday, the wives, um, it was treat day, like game week treats. We made treats every week and took them up on Thursdays. Well, every Thursday, that was chips in my time. I took lunch to him and we just closed the door in his office and just had a lunch together and, you know, talked about things or he could vent or I could vent or, you know, just a few minutes of, okay, hey, and that was our lunchtime on Thursdays of what's going on, you know, that we haven't been able to talk about in a 30 second phone call <laughs> situation, <Right. laughs> you know, just catch up time. And, um, you know, Sunday nights at family dinners, we would do the same thing where, you know, the kids would eat and then they kind of go play and see friends and stuff. And, you know, after we visited with players, he and I would sit there for a few minutes just to say, okay, what's going on? How's everything going? Are you good? You know, just, just trying to carve out, even if it's five minutes, just some time to just check in and, you know, are you good? Are you okay? What can I do for you? Like, what do you need? And that's so important. So what do you think are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I think, really, I think 
and I hate to keep using the word relationships, but I really think that that's it. You meet so many fantastic people in this role, um, your players, your staff, the community. I mean, all the support people. It's just, and especially like coming in as a new coach and stuff, just to see the positivity and, and building, having relationships with these people and the players, like, you're part of their life and they're part of your life from here on out, you know, and you get, you know, you're still connected. Like even when they reached their dreams of playing in the NFL, you know, Nick Mullins was at our house back this past spring and came up to Auburn to hang out with Chip for a couple of days and visit with some people. And, you know, it was happened to be his birthday. So he came over to the house and ate dinner and we had birthday cake, you know, and I mean, you still, even though he's married and, you know, on with his life, you still, have a connection with them. And like I said, they're part of your life and you're part of theirs from here on out. And I think it's a fantastic thing because, you know, it's not just my four children. It's so many more now. And I love it. It's so special. It really is. It really is. It's hard to, it's really, honestly, it's hard to describe if you don't live this life. I agree. It's really, really rewarding. Okay. I have some fast five questions for you. You ready? (laughs) Okay. All right. Favorite cuisine from any place you've lived? (laughs) That is hands down um, in Arizona at a restaurant called Oregano's. It is the Pablo Picasso salad. And my kids will laugh and tell you the exact same thing. We (laughs) went back to Arizona to visit right before school started this past summer. And we didn't, we went straight from the airport to Oregano. <laughs> they were like, mom, we can't even go to the hotel first. I was like, no, I'm going to eat my salad. So if they could ship it, like I would be in hawk heaven. <laughs> Love it. You and Chip get a night out to go to a concert. Who would you go to see? Oh gosh. Okay. It would definitely be a country concert. And um, I, a matter of fact, the other day I told him that I would love to see Luke Combs. We've seen several, but um, I'm kind of, I'm on that little wave right now. So Mm -hmm. definitely some country concert, but I really don't care who, and he probably doesn't either. But Luke Combs would be my first choice right now. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Everyone has a few things that might need replacing around the house or just, you know, maybe in our closet. So what is the ugliest thing that you own? (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, I have to pick just one. Um, (laughs) Okay, so it's actually a couple of things. One is a sweatshirt that I've had since probably high school that I'm sure my kids are embarrassed to death about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And Chip probably doesn't want me wearing it anywhere, but I do have it around the house all the time because I'm always cold. And the other, I would say, um, so we call them fuzzy socks, you know, like the cabin socks and stuff. Um, they, They don't look the best, but I have them on all the time because <laughs> I'm always cold. Chip always makes a comment about my socks. He's like, really? You're that cold? You please tell me you're not wearing those out. Yeah. That's probably something you should ask my 14-year-old because she's <laughs> definitely the fashion critique right now. Mom, seriously. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. If you could instantly know a different language, what language would that be? Oh, that would be French. I've always wanted to learn to speak French. I don't think my Southern accent would let me. I actually took a semester of French at Ole Miss because I thought I was going to try and be well-rounded, and I had had Latin all through high school, 
and it didn't go. So I pulled me out of the class. I don't know how, but I, I couldn't even do a second semester of it. <laughs> it was such a struggle. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite TV show? Oh, NCIS. Hands down. Love it. My favorite. Don't miss an episode. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Great insight for all of us fellow coaches' wives. I just greatly appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Well, best of luck at Troy. Thanks so much. Go Trojans. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.